The following Dharma talk was given by Jody Hojin Kimmel at the Zen Center of New York City. Hojin Sensei is the abbot of the Zen Center and head priest at Zen Mountain Monastery. This talk, like all of our talks, is offered free of charge. If you would like to make a donation or find out more about our various programs, visit us online at zmm.org slash zcnyc. Thanks for listening. Good afternoon, everyone. Undivided activity is our ongo. Also, the study of life and death or birth and death and Buddha's teaching at the time of his death. So today I would like to focus on undivided activity. And the translation we were offered um, in ongo is by Ed Brown and Kazuaki Tanahashi from Moon on the Dewdrop. And they translate the word zenki, which is the fascicle, as undivided activity. And others have translated it as total dynamic functioning, total dynamic working. And one even translates it as the whole works. The whole works. And just like we hear before a discourse, the Dharma is dark to the mind, but radiant to the heart. It takes a different kind of listening, a different kind of receptivity. So Buddha can speak to Buddha. That these are, when we hear from a teacher such as Dogen, He's pointing out directly to us who we are. And it may not be that we get it. (laughs) And there's a lot in the Dharma we just don't get right away. So we have to make sure we don't turn away because we may not understand, but to stay with it and let, let it be absorbed. So today I would like to read Undivided Activity to you at some point so you can just absorb it. Because sometimes we go through the entire ongo studying a fascicle and we never actually read it. (laughs) I have done that. (laughs) And um, I've been practicing over the years reading out loud, um, reading to other people practicing reading. That's how I absorb it. I don't always know what he's talking about, but over the years, little bits and pieces start to um, align and move through us where it brings us into understanding something that we hadn't before. And so that's why the Dharma is very alive because we can come back to it because we've changed and it's changed. At the same time, it's, that's live words. That's live words. They don't, they don't stop. They keep giving. Just like us, we keep giving. So I wanted to share a little of my very developing understanding of Dogen's Shobogenzo Zenki and some things I found um, helpful that will deepen our listening. And I'm grateful, so grateful to the many translators 
who have translated things for us into English that we can receive these teachings, like Abe and Waddell, Jiu Kenet Roshi, Kaz Tanahashi, to name a few. First, to let you know, this was written in 1242, and Dogen was 42 years old. So those of you that are 40s, this is what this 42-year-old person is thinking about and writing. (laughs) And like, as I said, all, all of the Dharma, Dogen's writing in particular, is something that we we chew on, something that changes flavor. The longer we hold it, the longer we taste it, digest it, be nourished, let it pass through over and over and over. I know early in my training when I, we were having these uh, Shobogenzo retreats, I could feel like my, my, my um, tuner just like sometimes tune out because I couldn't understand a word he was saying. But then I started to move the dial a bit and at least start to be able to take it in little by little because it, often it ties into some of how we feel about education or how we learn. And as soon as we don't get it, we start on a, on a, on a mind habit of I don't, I'll never understand or I'll, you know, so we have to watch that we don't go into that, um, that train of thought, which can happen through not understanding right away. Zenki, undivided life. I like to look at characters because they offer so much. Like those of us that have Dharma names at this time, you get this, these characters, but they, they're very um, big in their, um, what their meaning is. And we, they're practice names. So, um, you know, they have different aspects of ourself. The teacher sees in us that we can practice and develop some that we might already be that are, are uh, stronger. And so it's not, it's, it's a practice name in a sense. Like, um, many of you don't know, you mostly know me as Hojin, but my, my monastic name is Fucho. Fucho. And for a long time, I didn't even like pay attention to it. I don't know why. It was just like Hojin, but not Fucho. That was just, I got it and I didn't. But it means, um, Fu is wind, which I was surprised at, um, that I got an air element. But then again, wind is pretty interesting to investigate. And uh, Cho is pure or undefiled, or, or clear, clear wind. So recently that's come back as a practice name. So in Zenki, the Zen is literally translated as whole or all. And ki means something like function. Like not in the sense of a, of a role, right? So... Like it's my function to do such and such. It's, but in the sense of 
actual functioning, like how something works. That's the key from Zenki. So whole or all functioning, total functioning. So this key is sometimes attached to other words to indicate like a machine, like functioning. So like, for example, laundry is sentaku. And if you put key on sentaku, sentaku key, it's a washing machine, right? So there's this very concrete element in it. So we might translate zenki as the whole machine, undivided life, the whole machine. My favorite one from a, from a translator was the everything machine, <laughs> or the everything machine. So the fascicle, uh, the beginning of the text begins, the great way of all Buddhas thoroughly practice is emancipation and realization. So I, in that first line, there's so much. The great way of all Buddhas is, not was, is, is emancipation and realization. So right from the start, Buddha um, Dogen is not describing people of the past. He's talking about the present moment. He's providing a definition of Buddhas of the present, of something alive. In the same way that the precepts are not merely rules, right? They're descriptions of how a bodhisattva lives their life, and that's very much alive. It's not was. It's not how a bodhisattva lived their life. It's lives their life. The great way of all Buddhas thoroughly practiced is emancipation and realization. So we might need to stop and ask, what does emancipation mean? And what does emancipation mean? He continues, that in birth you are emancipated from birth. In death you are emancipated from death. So we're only three sentences in. And already we can feel the scale of this teaching. You could just stay with that. We've been handed the words and concepts of emancipation, realization, birth, death, none of which is small in its reality. So this is, after all, the teaching of the everything machine. So what's translated as emancipation we hear the echo in many of Dogen's fascicles. It's one of his favorite phrases, dropping away body and mind. And according to what we're told, that phrase led to his own realization. When he heard the teacher say that when somebody was asleep in Zazen and whacked them with a little slipper and said, drop off body and mind, boing, something hit him, right? Emancipation. One translator says it more like penetrating 
to the substance, penetrate through to something and letting it go. We're penetrating to the substance and dropping free. This is emancipation. Dogen is saying, the thing itself is emancipated from our constructs of it. It means that in birth you are emancipated from birth, and in death you are emancipated from death. The character for birth can also be read as life, because we sometimes hear life and death, or birth and death. So you'll, you'll, but we say the word life a lot. How's life? Right? Oh, well, that's life. What do we, what does that mean? Life here is more than that. Life is speaking about its arising, just as death is ceasing or falling away. So from the time of the Buddha to now, we hear in the teachings that our whole life is here, present. It's not about tomorrow, not yesterday, the next day, the day before. And the fact that we are here is inseparable by the fact that our life has an end. All of us, in different ways, are choosing to spend the time we have in the way we think is best. We're always holding both, ceasing, arising, and ceasing. We're always holding both, life and death, moment to moment, arising and ceasing, arising and ceasing, life and death, birth and death, moment to moment. Dogen is calling us to practice and also describing how things are. To notice, to pay attention and engage in that. We don't have to make it something, alter it, clean it, or tidy it up. We just need to show up. See the moment for what it is. Touch it. Get really, really close, like we're sitting in zazen, undivided, knowing without knowledge. It takes a lot, right, to not interfere. We're always diddling around. It takes a while. Such diddlers. Diddler on the roof <laughs> should, be a, should be a new, new play. The great way of all Buddhas thoroughly practiced is emancipation and realization. Thorough practice is complete. It's practice that includes all and that is performed by all. It's total. It's whole. We start to get a hint of what he's talking about now in the word zenki, the total functioning. All. So, In most fascicles, Dogen implores us. I went to several of them, and he always has a line. Classify, clarify, and investigate these words. Study thoroughly through your own body and mind, and investigate still further. You might have read this yourself, where he's always saying that. 
because it will take time. And sometimes we'll just look on the surface, but he's saying, go deeper, keep looking. Bring it into the inner chamber, he says. The inner chamber, let it resonate your walls. Shake loose the words and ideas and concepts and touch the unborn mind. Direct true knowing where we may discover maybe it's not us practicing the great way. This is the great way practicing. So it's a short fascicle. That's why I decided it was, there was enough time to read it. Most of them, they're pretty long. And both birth and death, shoji, and undivided activity, zenki, are pretty, pretty short. I don't mind if you close your eyes don't fall asleep or space out. There's, you have to, there, you know, to pay attention. You could zone out if you close your eyes. So you can look down, whatever, or straight at me, reading. And I did, I debated about this, but <clears throat> I will put in some of the footnotes because I think they help at certain points. Okay. Undivided activity, Zenki. The great way of all Buddhas, thoroughly practiced, is emancipation and realization. Emancipation means that in birth, you are emancipated from birth. In death, you are emancipated from death. Thus, there is detachment from birth and death and penetrating birth and death. Such is the complete practice of the great way. There is letting go of birth and death and vitalizing birth and death. Such is the thorough practice of the great way. Realization is birth. Birth is realization. At the time of realization, there is nothing but birth totally actualized. Nothing but death totally actualized. The footnote says, as a complete, independent experience, without any reference to other moments, birth cannot be conceptualized dualistically. Such activity makes birth holy birth, death holy death. Actualized just so at this moment, this activity is neither large nor small, neither measurable nor immeasurable, neither remote nor urgent. The footnote says, in the midst of undivided activity or total experience, 
one cannot analytically view the experience from outside, judging with dualistic standards. Birth, in its right nowness, is undivided activity. Undivided activity is birth in its immediacy. Birth neither comes nor goes. Birth neither appears nor is already existing. The footnote says, birth is not viewed as permanent or impermanent. Thus, birth is totally manifested. Death is totally manifested. Know that there are innumerable beings in yourself. Also, there is birth and there is death. Quietly think over whether birth and all things that arise together with birth are inseparable or not. There is neither a moment nor a thing that is apart from birth. There is neither an object nor a mind that is apart from birth. Birth is like riding in a boat. You raise the sails and row with the oar. Although you row, the boat gives you a ride, and without the boat, no one could ride. But you ride in the boat, and your riding makes the boat what it is. Investigate a moment such as this. At such a moment, at just such a moment, there is nothing but the world of the boat, the sky, the water, and the shore are all the boat's world, which is not the same as a world that is not the boat's. When you ride in a boat, your body and mind and the environs together are the undivided activity of the boat. The entire earth and the entire sky are both the undivided activity of the boat. Thus, birth is nothing but you. You are nothing but birth. The footnote says, Here Dogen challenges a conventional view that a person was born and that the person is apart from their birth. Zen master Yan Wu said, birth is undivided activity, death is undivided activity. Clarify and investigate these words. What you should investigate is, while the undivided activity of birth has no beginning or end, 
and covers the entire earth and the entire sky. It hinders neither birth's undivided activity nor death's undivided activity. At the moment of death's undivided activity, while it covers the entire earth and the entire sky, it hinders neither death's undivided activity nor birth's undivided activity. The footnote says, Here, Dogen presents the understanding that a person's birth at one moment is boundless and all-inclusive, yet this does not exclude others' births, which are likewise all-inclusive at the same moment, or the person's birth at other moments, and similarly, that the all-inclusive experience in birth does not obstruct the all-exclusive experience in death. Both the entire earth and the entire sky appear in birth as well as in death. However, it is not the one, is not that one and the same entire earth and sky are fully manifested in birth and also fully manifested in death. Although not one, not different. Although not different, not the same. Although not the same, not many. The footnote says, the world in which the boundless and all-inclusive experience takes place is the beyond the categories of dualistic standards. Similarly, in birth, there is undivided activity of all things, and in death, there is undivided activity of all things. There is undivided activity in what is not birth and not death. There is birth and there is death in undivided activity. This being so, the undivided activity of birth and death is like a young person bending and stretching their arm or it is like someone asleep, searching with their hand behind their back for the pillow. The footnote says, an activity beyond conscious decision or control. This is realization in vast, wondrous light. About just such a moment, you may suppose that because realization is manifested in undivided activity, there was no realization prior to this. However, prior to this realization, undivided activity was manifested. But undivided activity manifested previously does not hinder the present realization of undivided activity. 
because of this, your understanding can be manifested moment after moment. The footnote says, realization cannot be grasped as something fixed or unchanging and is not limited to the moment in which it is presently recognized. Because of this, your understanding can be manifested moment after moment. This was taught to the assembly at the residence of a former governor of Izumo province next to Roku Harimitsu Temple on the seventh day, 12 month, third year of Ninji, 1242. Thank you for listening. To find out more about the Zen Center of New York City's programs, retreats and residency, please visit our website at zmm.org slash zcnyc.